Okay, so we're here at the last paragraph of the 15th parak of Mesil Tisharim. We finally made it to the end of this parak, and actually the end of Precious. So today we're going to say a final massive Yisait. Baruch Hashem, David Sack is back with us. Came back for the Chasima of the unbelievable parak. Thank you, son. Baruch Okay, so let's read it inside and then we'll bring out the Amkis. Mm-hmm. What we need to be extremely careful about, when we come to acquire this great character trait called precious, it's called a Mido. Okay? Shelo yirtze ha'adam ledaleg. A person should not want to jump. Velikpots. Ela kotze ha'achron. To the highest degree, sheboy. Rega echon. You know about that? We want to get it all in one shot. Right? You learned about precious. You learned it's amazing. You got it clear. You're excited. You're motivated. And you say, you know what? Now I'm going to be a complete parish. Don't do that. This won't work. You train yourself slowly, slowly to become a parush. Today you get a little bit. And tomorrow you add to whatever you acquired. Achi is ragel by legamre until it becomes very normal to you, ragil by you, very part of your life. Kiyoshiv like my teva mamish will become like your nature. Okay. So now we're going to develop a massive yitzayit, and this yitzayit is going to help us in all areas of our lives, and we're going to learn how to make real changes. Because that's what we came to the world for. A person, person is born like a wild donkey. And he has to make for himself something special. So he needs to change. But changing is a whole sugya. And in this little paragraph here, we're going to learn the sugya. Okay? I have to explain it to you. Because simply speaking, when you look at this last paragraph, you should have a contradiction in the words of the Messiah Sishar. Why? In this paragraph, it's mashma that precious is like a practice. Something you do. It's like you go on a diet, right? So you used to always eat white bread. Now the doctor told you that whole wheat bread is much better for your digestive system and it breaks it down slower. So it's good if you have high sugar, you shouldn't eat white bread, you should eat. Whole wheat bread, right? So you learn about this thing, but that's not your taste, you know? You like white bread. So what do you do? I, I thought you weren't feeling well, Natan. You're okay? Ah, such a tzaddik. Right? Now, so what do you do? You start eating whole wheat bread, and you develop a taste for it, and you get used to it, and then you become okay without eating white bread, because whole wheat bread became part of your diet, Right? So you're used to eating X amount, you cut down a little bit, that's a diet, and slowly, slowly, 
your misragel through your behaviors to accustom to new habits. And you get rid of old habits with new habits, right? So that's more like a like an action that you do. Right? That's what's mashmavit. Yisragel ma'at ma'at. Slowly, slowly. You accustom yourself to changes of precious, right? And then eventually, it'll become your nature. Right? That's what it says. But if you look early in the Masil Sisharim, the entire Masil Sisharim says a different thing. He said that it is a training of the mind. Okay? And he said that once you train your mind, then it'll almost happen by itself. Okay? He says earlier, Aval kashit barere la adam ayota atova u kozev le gamre, le taivis is fake. Medume, dimyan. Right? He says eventually, vada shigim asboi. The lawyer cloud, you'll become to the point that you'll be disgusted and repulsed by tithes, and then you're not gonna want it no more. Right? So you strengthen your mind and you knocked out the dimion. He says it again, another place. He says, uh, let's see. When you get clarity, will develop a repulsiveness to them. Right? Even though he said it's slow, it's slow to train your mind. We understand it's slow to train your mind. That's for sure. Right? But that's not what he's discussing here, because he's saying over here, you got all excited, right? And you have clarity, and now you're going to jump to the end of precious, correct? Well, if you didn't get clarity yet, then you just, um doing nothing, right? So you have clarity, you have a desire, and you have a rotsin, but you have to be poresh veholech ma'atmat. It's going on the action. It's not going on the thought process. Earlier, he was talking about the third process. I mean, it takes time to get something into your brain. It takes something in time until you get clarity, 100%. Clarity, you're not going to have in one minute. And moyes is going to take time until you have such a clarity. That will take time. But over here, the focus is more on action. Because he says, ma'at ma'at. means you should actually practice the action of precious, little by little. So is it a mind work or is it a behavior work? What is it? Okay, so this becomes the key, key to change. This is a deep yesoid. You ready, David? This is deep yesoid that we have to understand in training. The first step is we have to know like this. It's not enough for you to get clarity in your brain. As he said, he says that real change come from a change of nature. If you don't change your nature, then you're going to revert back to whatever problems you had before. I want to try to build this inside. It's very deep. So let's put the mind stuff on the side. Let's say I didn't do the mind stuff. Let's say I just went on a diet. Okay? So I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. I'm not going to eat uh, white bread anymore. I'm not going to eat... X amount of food, I'm going to eat less food per meal, even though in the beginning my body will crave it and I'll have hunger pains like when you go on a diet. 
your body will 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 be screaming at you, and it'll, maybe you'll even have a headache, right? Because you're not used to eating so little, right? So yargelatz, regilus, right? There's all kinds of methods and programs how you can bargain yourself to wean yourself off sugar and other kind of things, right? So the problem is like this. The problem is that if you yargelatz my precious just in the behaviors of actions of not doing it. Two things. At best, whatever uh, good habit you acquired, at best you acquired a habit. But, since you didn't do the, the brain part, I'm going to explain the lumbus, but just for the, the math first. If, if, since you didn't do the brain part, so since that didn't really change your nature 100%. So if it didn't really change your nature 100%, then the nature will come back up when you have a test. Okay? The nature will come out. I'll give you a marshal. Okay? Just to try to understand the point. You know the famous story they say with the Rambam, they say it with Rabbi Yonison Eibish, it's different rabbis, they say the story with David, this is story's time. Right? So, so, it doesn't really matter who it took place with, but the point is the same, where there was big uh, scientists, who decided to train a cat to behave like a human being, right? And they taught it to be a waiter. was able to carry a tray of whatever, right? And then the Rambam brought a little mouse with him, and he threw the mouse on the floor. And all of a sudden, the cat became a cat again, right? Why? Because he didn't really change, change the nature, right? He trained it externally, but he didn't train it internally, Internally, it's still a mouse. So, therefore, when a mouse—I mean, it was—it's still a cat. So, when a cat sees a mouse, it just becomes a cat again, right? So, in a certain way, when we do external changes, okay, external changes, then everything could be nice and fine while things are working out. But then, when you get into a place where it's going to shepherd the inner core of your teva then all those external things will go flying away, right? So we need to get into your teva. That's what he's saying. Precious has to become your nature. That's the idea, okay? It has to be your nature. But when I say nature, you have to understand that part of nature is training your mind as well. Because you you have two minds, really. You have the not, mind of your seichel, of your neshama, and then you have the mind of your behemoth, of your animal. So you have to take all this information and kind of change the psychology of your animal. And that's how the nature will be trained. I'm going to try to explain that to you. There's a famous Rabbi Salanter, which is very misunderstood, and with this we'll try to explain it. Rabbi Salanter says that Hashem wants us to do tshuva, right? And now you're standing before Yom HaKippurim, and you know you have a list of Averis from here till next year and back. Correct? And you know if you say, You know that after Yom Kippur you're going back to that. Right? So your tshuva is a scam. But Yom Kippur doesn't work without a tshuva. So you're in like a real big mess. Tshuva doesn't work without Yom Kippur. But to make the changes in your behavior to match what the Torah wants... It's virtually impossible, especially if you wake up seven minutes before Yom Kippur. Think about that, right? So how does, that, how does it work? How, how are we going to do this thing, right? 
So Reb Yisrael Salanta says, for tshuva to work for Yom Kippur, you don't have to complete the tshuva process. You have to begin the tshuva process. If you begin the tshuva process, if you're always in tshuva, you're involved in making tshuva, then Hashem will forgive you. Okay? What does it mean that you're involved in making tshuva? So he says you make a small resolution. Okay? You make a small Kabbalah, and it's like you're taking the first step. And since ultimately you're taking the first step, and the first step will lead to the second step, and the second step to the third step, and the third step to the fourth step, the ultimately the change will take place because of your first step. That's called, you're already on the process of tshuva, which the process of tshuva by nature should take you to a destination, and then Hashem will forgive you. You got that? You understand what I'm saying, everybody say? Oysin tshuva, but he's saying along this. If you take step one, that will bring step two. Step two will bring step three. And then eventually you get to the destination. Fine, that's what he says. But the problem in, in reality is, let's say I make a Kabbalah, and the first five minutes of first Seder, I'm not going to schmooze. Okay? So eventually maybe that will become uh, easy and regalist by me. But why does that move me forward? Why does that move me forward? I'll stay with that five-minute Kabbalah for the rest of my life. Why is that going to move me forward? Correct? So the answer is because we don't understand Rabbi Sosalanta. And I'm going to try to explain it to you, and that's what the Masil Sisharim is talking about. The combination, basically what we're trying to explain, it's a deep thing. The combination between applying your understanding and your thinking to your behaviors, and that makes changes. Okay? I'm going to try to explain it like this. You ready? This is the Amkis. Morris, you ready for Amkis? With such a coat, I don't know if you can hop Amkis. <laughs> it's too comfortable. Listen to the Amkis, deep Amkis here. You ready? So what I do is like this. What I do is I take one small thing and I make that small thing into my battleground. Okay? Let's say I take a plate of food. I have a plate of food in front of me. The plate of food now becomes the battleground of precious. What does that mean? I, I, a piece of myself wants to eat this whole plate in 24 seconds. Wants to consume it, gobble it, swallow it, infuse it into my essence and being, yeah? And I also have my dimion also talking, saying this is Gishmak, wow, this is living, this is Oilam Haba. Once a guy told me, he says, this sandwich is heaven, it's Oilam Haba. I said, boy, I feel bad for your Oilam Haba, you know. It's not Mish Oilam Haba. This is heaven, right? So you have that piece of yourself saying, eat, 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 love this, giving you love this, eat it, Gishmak, pound it down, right? And then you take your seichel. And he comes back around and he says, what? This is enjoyment. After you finish, you're going to get a stomachache. And then you're going to go to the bathroom for two hours. And then you're not going to be able to think, right? All the chashboinus. This will make your body weak because it's going to use all kinds of things in your body to try to protect you from the toxic things that you're bringing into your body. And your liver is going to be working overtime and your kidneys are going to get banged up, Right? So do you see what you're doing? You're actually putting poison into your body, right? So what are you having now? You're having an internal battle. The battle of the Seichel 
versus the battle of the Taiva and the Jamin, right? So I took the entire sugya of Precious, the entire thing, the entire sugya, and I encapsulated it into one little place. This is what we call in the Lashon of the Torah, Kol Shehu. We took the whole concept, the whole thing, Kol, and we put it in a little spot. Okay? You follow what I'm saying so far? I put the whole thing in a little spot. So when I'm working with my body, I have to work with something that's chushit. You know what chushit means? Has to be something that I can see with my senses. If it's a, if it's a concept in the sky, if it's an intellectual concept, it will not change me. If it's a plain behavior, it will not change me. So what changes me? When all my koichas nefesh, my insel, all my insides have a conflict. My inside, my whole insides, all my all my koichas nefesh conflict with each other over this plate. This is the battlefield. And I ultimately able to succeed by winning with my seichel over my dimyan and my taiva. And I go ahead and practice that in real life. So what happens is I start to actually change. Because my teva, my essence, got work. I worked with my essence. Follow. I worked with it. I worked with my pneumias. I didn't just work with my chitzonis and shut my mouth. I worked with my pneumias. Because if I only work with my chitzonis, eventually, one day, you're going to be faced with a taiva and a little cat in you is going to come out. But if I'm working with my internal pneumias, my nefesh, my koiches nefesh, that's my body too. But my internal part of my body the thing that actually makes me do things. I'm working with the psychology of my nefesh abahami. I'm training the thinking of my behema. Right? That's a real change. Okay? You got that so far? I do that again and again and again on the small thing. On the little guy. I keep winning that battle. I keep winning that battle. I keep winning that battle until I finally get it. Once I get it, it becomes part of me comes part of me, it's no longer a battle anymore. Because I trained my kaychas nefesh to do this thing. Okay? Then I'm automatically going to go further with it. Why? Because since we battled over it internally and we came to a certain clarity together and we reached this, this point, I'm going to notice in my life that it's coming up again. Ah! You see, because if it was only fighting over uh, french fries, if I should eat X amount of ounces versus X amount of ounces. That fight only comes up in French fries. See how stupid your brain is? A human being is very stupid. Okay? Sorry to say that. Because all he knows is the fight with the French fries. French fries yes, French fries no. So then when the fight comes with uh, uh, Lahmajin, nah, new fight. You know, no shaykhan, right? You know the famous story they say over about Yosulu the Meshuggah? Here's another story for you. Yosulu the Meshuggah. There was a guy in Slabotke, I think it was, that was called Yosul the Meshuggah. What's the given Yosul Meshuggah? Yosul Meshuggah, he was a Meshuggah, you know, Kishmai Kenu. Um, for some reason, always Meshuggahs, they're called Yosul, I have no idea why. Poor Yosef, you know. But anyway, 
So the kids like to have fun with Yosel the Meshogeneh, yeah? So what they do? They put, they had a big, huge garbage bag. You know those big, giant garbage bags, like, you know, commercial ones? They put candy inside. And Yosela climbs into the bag to get the candy, and the kids tie him inside, and he gets stuck. And he's going crazy, and finally rips himself out of the bag, and he says to the kids, you will never, ever get me to go in a bag again. I don't care what you put in there. Moscow. Tomorrow they bring a box. And they put candy in the box. Huh? Jumps in the box. And then they lock him in the box. Right? You also the Meshuggah that doesn't have a Madame and Milsa la Milsa. You follow? He, he hopped now the candy in the bag. But he didn't hop the candy in the box. Right? So we're the same thing. I don't eat French fries, you know. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now I bring Lahmajin and... Uh, Lahmajin, French fries, not the same thing, you know. But if when I was fighting with the French fry, I wasn't fighting about the French fry. I was fighting about Taiva versus Seichel. French fries happened to be the place where the work was being done, yeah? So then when I see the Lahmajin, I say, ah, same fight. So it goes further. You see how it goes further? You see where Rabbi Salah says it goes further? It only goes further because you're having the same fight again in something similar. So it goes further. So if let's say I say, I'm going to learn the five, first five minutes of Seder. Was it just the first five minutes of Seder? Or I was fighting with an internal thing. A piece of me wants to chill. A piece of me wants to uh, not machshav Torah. Whatever it is, the, the internal piece of me that doesn't want to do that. Correct? And then there's the piece of me that talks about what's the purpose of life and how I could be wasting time. And it's right. So I, I, I built that internal sugya around the five minutes. Okay? But tomorrow I can have something else. And it's the same lumbus of the internal battle. So it goes, it grows, you know? So I'm just going to get to Aymek. It grows within the step that you're at. Follow me. This is very deep. The step that I'm at is, let's say, X on, on a scale 1 to 10. Let's say I'm at number 1. But number one has 900 different places that it comes up in my life. So if I do the battle in number one, it's going to come show up in more places. And then I'm going to have more and more opportunities to do battle number one. And then I will become my teva and battle on level number one is no longer a battle. Follow? Now I can bring it to number two. But it keeps growing. It grows because it's not one little thing. Understand? Let's read a Goyen, and you'll see this is a Goyen. Okay? Uh, he brings down, Rabdan Segel brings down a Goyen. We're going to end off with this Goyen. This big Oymik here. Big Oymik here. The reason why people don't change is either they're doing an external act, or they're just doing an intellectual thing. You need to have the intellectualism and the external act because you're putting it in a place of work. You're putting it into a practical battle with your senses, so you're changing yourself. You got it? Big Amkis. Big. Watch the Goyen. The Goyen says, Pasuk says, in Mishle, Mishle is all the Muslims in Mishle, Ve'atz b'raglayim choyte. guy who jumps is a sinner. Says the Goyen, Raglayim heimamidis. When it says, Raglayim, it means midot. When a person creates this concept called regilus in his midot, it becomes his nature. 
Ach, shetzarich lelech b'midas b'darga l'darga. When you go, when you work on your midot, you have to work on them slowly, one step at a time. Kemo holech tesulam, like someone who climbs a ladder. Viloyak pots lemadrega sheina ruilai. Don't take a dive into a high level. You know, sometimes this is the problem with inspirational speeches. People hear inspirational speeches and they are, whoa, okay, I'm going to be a masmid tomorrow. That's it, I'm done. You know, and then what happens is. He goes flying back down the steps, you know. doesn't mean sinner. Choteh means empty. Someone who's empty. That's a lashon of chet. Empty. Chaser mikol. Kiyopul mimen is going to lose everything. I mean, today he was like a little bit of a masmid. But tomorrow, since he jumped like a madman, he got so burnt out, he won't even open a gemara. You know what I'm saying? So he lost everything. Comes empty. That's why you see people, they push like a mashugan and they burn like a who knows what, you know? And then when they get sick of being burnt, they jump again and they just go around like a jumping jacks, you know? Like a trampolina, right? So this is wrong. That's what he's saying, it's wrong, okay? So the point is like this. To be a masmid, to be a onov, to be a anything you want, right? You have things inside of you that are pulling you one way. And you have all kinds of justifications and logics and dimmion and whatever you want going that way. And now you make the battle. But you find the place to make the battle in a small spot. When you make that battle, and this is the small spot, this is where I'm making the Kenyan and the Nefesh, that's when you got to complete. You got the call, remember the aside. you got the call and the mashu. You put the whole sugya into a little capsule. And then it grows because it's going to come up in a lot of places in your life until it becomes your teva. Teva means you don't have to think about it anymore. Then you go to the next step. You put the call in the mushroom. And you keep doing that. And then eventually you become a great man. Believe it or not, it takes a few years to become great. I know we want instant we're going to have now the, the uh, what they call the artificial intelligence, you know. You put in what you want and it just spits out everything for you and you don't have to do nothing. So it doesn't work like that in the real world. In the real world, we have to grow. We have to grow. We have to go one step at a time. Stop over here.